welcome back to another episode of the Creative Convoys podcast. I am Josh. And I'm Aaron. And uh, today is a bonus episode for y'all. Um, and the topic of today's bonus episode is getting over the sound of your voice. Um, That's right. So something that kind of came up in conversation actually today when we were recording or before recording uh, the, this podcast, um, Aaron, you were saying how was it th- that like before you you didn't realize how self-conscious you were of your voice until you started this podcast, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's I would say that it's 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 weird hearing myself back. Yeah. On a podcast, uh, it's I don't I don't feel because I guess of course I don't feel weird hearing myself when I talk to people because I've been hearing myself talk to people for my whole life. It's it's more yeah. of when it's being played back and I hear yeah. myself talking. It 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 just feels weird because yep. I'm not as used to hearing myself. Uh, yeah, uh, through a, a podcast or through through, <laughs> yeah. through recording, as compared to when I'm hearing myself talk to other people as I'm talking. So yep. I don't I don't know whether it's uh, it's something that. I would get used to eventually. It's it's been it's been three years now since I started recording properly yeah. and recording my my voice, and yeah. it it's it always feels weird whenever I hear myself singing, and yeah, ever since we started this creative converse as well, it's it's taking a, a a while for me to get used to the sound of my voice because I'm not I'm not it's, used it's mentally scarring you yeah it's it's when I hear it it's like oh wow do I actually sound like that or is it my microphone or is it yeah is it the, the preamps and I feel like I feel like when I when I hear myself I'm like oh I sound so nasally uh, right. right. Or I think I need a bit of a, a trouble boost or or whatever. <laughs> which is which is after after this podcast goes up, when I hear when I listen to myself talking to talking about how I sound and talking about how weird I sound, I don't know. I think I, I'm gonna feel doubly weird. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's it's, true. It's gonna be a strange thing. But uh, Josh was talking about how. It's something that you kind of get used to after a while, and from Josh's kinda. point of view, it's it, it it probably rings true the longer you do it, especially when he's been doing it for what a decade now. So yeah, I know, right? It's, it's it'll be yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to hear Josh's perspective on how he see how he hears his voice. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, um, yeah, I think like you said, Aaron, or yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, I've been recording for 10 years now. Like I started recording when I was like, yeah, for quite a while. So I, yeah, I don't know. I think you kind of just get over it in a way, like especially, so I think, so there's two, this kind of is a two-parter thing. Cause I think, so the way you sound singing versus the way you talk those are two things you have to kind of get over very quickly <laughs> in kind of yeah. almost isolated cases, I would say. Like, so for yeah. me, I started recording myself vocally, yeah, 10 years ago, but that was only just me singing, right? 
So it was only probably later once I started recording myself talking that that also became then I had to almost face that same challenge again where it's like it's like oh that's how my voice sounds that's so weird yeah. and I still I still feel very weird about it sometimes but then it's funny sometimes I'll listen to it and I think I've kind of gotten over it yeah like over time I've kind of just gotten over it and almost like I I enjoy sometimes hearing my own voice sometimes you be like oh cool yeah. like I don't know I think it, it is like just a gradual process of like recording yourself and hearing back and I think this is definitely true I, I feel like the story is definitely true for a lot of singers actually like I've talked to many singers over the years and you hear this I hear the same story where it's like they'll be like oh I don't want to hear myself recorded oh it's so weird you know oh my gosh like you know like I I totally get it because I've done I've been through that and if any of you guys that are singers like know that I know how you feel as well it, it is definitely a it is definitely a struggle, um, for sure. Um, and I think, yeah, again, um, I think a lot of it comes down to just recording yourself and hearing how you sound, really. And I think probably the... I feel like a lot of the root kind of... The root issue or the root thing is the fact that, you know, we're all... I think we're partially just afraid of our the way our voice sounds, right? In some way, because we're afraid that... There's, I, I think it plays on some form of insecurity of our own voice in some way. And I think as well, like, another thing is the fact that, well, there's this, for some of you guys anyway, not to get super geeky on you, but there is, there is this concept that I remember hearing ages ago where there's like, there's like three voices that make up your voice or what you perceive as your voice. So there's the voice that, um, that obviously you hear through your eardrums, right? There's the part of your voice that you hear in the reverberance of the room that you're in that's reverberating around your ear and then there's a part of your voice that you hear that you quote unquote hear that's actually the resonance from your like that's of your voice resonating through your body right and that's something that's why a lot of times um we perceive our voice to be lower than what it actually is like we think our voice is this a certain low sound right or has like this low end frequency to it but in reality, it's actually just our voice resonating through our own body. And so we perceive that low end there, but it's actually not the case. Or at least that's not what the microphone or what other people hear. And so it's a lot of it is just kind of getting used to hearing your voice in a way. So that's definitely something, at least for me, I've, I kind of have had to learn to get over per se. Yeah. Um, and I, I would... I would add that there is a partic particular vulnerability in yeah. in 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 speaking or recording your voice because I I find yeah. that whenever I record myself playing guitars or, or playing drums I, I don't I am not as self conscious uh, only because yeah. yeah I've I've heard I've been hearing well I've been recording myself for a lot longer uh, playing guitars and, and drums compared to mm -hmm. recording my voice and, uh, and I know what to expect and, and not only that I know what to expect I, I actually enjoy listening to myself playing <laughs> so there's, there's a bit of a pleasure involved in that it's, but yeah, when, it yeah. comes, when it comes to listening to myself 
singing. I think it's because I am not what you would call a a particularly skilled singer. Like I just I just sing in order to express myself and express how I feel. And yeah. I do listen to a lot of artists that can't sing per se or at least don't have a what you would call a professional or melodic voice but when mm-hmm. i hear them sing i i'm i'm listening to the idea and i'm listening to the song i'm not necessarily listening to the quality of the voice or the or how or the quality of his technique like if i if i wanted to listen to songs that have technique and have finesse i will listen to opera or i would yeah. listen i would listen to queen and freddie mercury or yeah. I, would, I would listen to michael jackson which yeah. which is yeah I, I, those those guys are what i would call proper singers but at the same time there is there is a bunch of other artists that i listen to that I wouldn't necessarily call them accomplished singers or mm. even even professional sing- even professional singers even though they do do it professionally and I would yeah Billy Corgan is the greatest example that I can think <laughs> I of. I feel like because... you're always, I feel like literally the last few episodes you've just been ragging on Billy Corgan's voice. <laughs> oh, poor poor Billy but but that 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 he's he's such a good example because if he was anyone else or or yeah if he's if his song ideas weren't as great or as impactful his voice would just fall flat but because he's trying to convey an idea and he's trying to Mm -hmm. convey it with so much emotion it it just it just gets to me every time yeah and that's something that i'm looking for as well and if Mm -hmm. you look at say even the classic punk rock records um yeah that that they that they recorded in the 70s with like the ramones and yep like they they didn't have the best voices that but mm-hmm. they had really good songs and yeah and i appreciate that so i i sometimes have to apply a bit of grace to myself as well that it in the sense that if i can accept other people's singing voice even though it's it's not great but they have great ideas then i can also accept my voice even if i'm not the greatest singer but i'm trying to convey an idea or a feeling mm-hmm. so it then goes to show that i should access i should assess myself not just on my voice but on whether i have successfully conveyed an idea or an yeah. emotion and i think some people get very caught up with how they sound that they get yeah they get all self-conscious and it affects their art and Mm -hmm. it affects their singing and i would encourage those people to step out of yourself for a minute and try to put yourself in the other person listening to you and try to put yourself in the other person's shoes and try to listen like he does like any reasonable person would do because if mm-hmm. if you were that other person listening to how you sound you probably wouldn't think too much about whether it's 
a great voice if you're looking for a great idea or you're looking for yeah. a great song. Like, I would say it depends on the kind of person you are as well, because I know yeah. a whole bunch of musicians and vocalists and singers and creatives that when they hear a normal sounding voice, not a not a great voice, they're not they're not listening to the greatest voice in the world. They're listening for an idea. They're listening to mm. an expression or an emotion. So if you manage to express it well, it doesn't matter what kind of voice you have. If it's if it's done well, people are still gonna appreciate it. And yeah. and if you have a level of self consciousness and if you let that self consciousness take over and you end up sounding awkward you're going to successfully transmit that awkwardness to the listener too so yeah that that's something to keep in mind so when you are expressing yourself either through a podcast or through singing you you want to come across as confident and as natural as possible like the way you're talking to your best friend i would say yeah when, when uh, for sure yeah whenever you're, you're speaking or whenever you're singing just just pretend that you're singing to your best friend and put mm-hmm. in put in all the modulation and all the nuance and all the dynamics into your voice in the same way that you're having the best conversation <laughs> with your best friend or with the love of your life <laughs> i don't know that might make them more no, more awkward actually if they think oh well yeah yeah so so just just someone (laughs) that i i think you i think the point you got the point across just 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 someone that you're really comfortable talking to yeah 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 just like yeah someone that yeah you you're comfortable with for sure i think as well like i mean something to keep in mind is that you know especially the singing voice it's very subjective you know at the end of the day all this kind of stuff it's all subjective right um you know, yeah. like what what people perceive as the greatest voice isn't necessarily might be the technically greatest voice in the world. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, again, great example, the Beatles. You know, yeah, I would. Yeah, they're not really singer singers. They're great singers. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I I think yeah. Paul McCartney has a great voice, but he's not. He's not like a Mariah Carey where he's like <laughs> yeah, freaking right. doing like crazy runs like vocally. I mean, like it, it, he's not that kind of a singer. He's very like a lot of his singing is very like straight to the point in terms of his style right and people but people love it you know like i would you know like everyone knows who the beatles are right so That's it's one right. of those things where again you know the way your, your voice sounds um it's all subjective as well so i i would you know like don't think too much about it um yeah and as well like i mean one thing to kind of like I mean, yeah, if you do record yourself, and this is more applicable for singers, really. If you are recording yourself, um, yeah, do it often. You know, record yourself singing and listen to yourself and really be critical because it, it's all well and good. Like, I mean, as much as I want to say, oh, you know, it's fine, you know, whatever, um, be critical as well. Like, it's not, not, it's not bad to be critical as well where you can also try to take things from an objective point of view and listen to yourself and be like you know what no i can do better it's like oh it's like oh the way i hit those notes i need to work on that or yeah um the way my tone comes across like i need to focus on trying to get that tone um you know you really treat it as a way for you to get better because put it i think it's much better for you to figure this stuff out early on in your you know singing career or your 
whatever talking podcast career or whatever it's much better to it's good to figure the stuff out earlier than later so definitely like um you know take it as an opportunity to get better as well you know we all all of us are still have much to learn and um yeah you know like definitely take it as an opportunity to get better yeah for sure um like right. i mean i can say for sure like when i listen to some of my old recordings anyway like and i listen to it like i listen to it now and i'm like oh my gosh like there's definitely yeah. like i can definitely you know like you'll you will get better over time and that's something to keep in mind is that you will get better and the more you do it the more cognizant and the more you train and it'll help you train yourself to be better you know yeah so for sure like um you know take it as an opportunity um and less of a you know way to beat yourself up you know yeah so yeah um yeah. that's important so yeah and, and i think like um yeah it, i don't know it just it just you know and like even now like i mean like i don't know if you fully will ever truly get over it but um you know over time you kind of learn to accept it for what it is for sure i mean put it this way um there's this I mean, you, a great example of a singer that doesn't like the sound of their voice is John Lennon, you know? John Lennon hated the way his voice sounded, so he he always would double-track his vocals because he hated the way it sounded, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, all of the... So many great singers, like, actually... <laughs> like, it's, like, it happens to even the greatest. Like, so many great singers hate the way they sound... Their voice sounds, you know? Yeah. Like, like, so many singers hate the way they sound. So, like, you know, don't... Um, you know, don't feel like you're not good enough. A lot of us singers don't like the way our voice some sounds sometimes, yeah. and that that's kind of part of the game you end up, you know, you play when you're a singer is that you have to deal with that kind of insecurity for sure. Yeah, um, but right. you know, I think I, I think at least for me, one thing that really helped me get over it as well, like as far well, I mean, as far as singing was really like, I mean, just you know, like encouragement from my music teacher like i remembered when i was like when i started really really singing like in high school um yeah i remembered like my music teacher was saying to me how like she, like she was like yeah you have like good got a good like rock voice kind of thing and i think that just hearing that gave me kind of like that assurance of okay i'm i'm all right okay okay that's good at least someone thinks it's at least someone thinks it's listenable so i'm like okay you know, and I think that's what a lot of singers want ultimately is that they just want, I think a lot of singers just need that one little bit of encouragement, I think. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, I'm that sure like, good. you know, so yeah, like, especially and like, I think this is all, this is for like the more like for the more senior singers or like any of you guys that are more senior musicians, like, yeah, really encourage like some of the um, younger musicians because I mean, it worked for me, you know, in terms of it made me feel a lot more confident. So I think it's really applicable to everyone else that's, you know, a little bit more junior than you, you know, really uh, take the time to encourage other musicians and other creatives because they, they will, you won't, you don't realize how much they will appreciate you doing that for them. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's so, right. yeah, you know, so yeah, it's, that's always something that that's another thing as well that helps for sure get, you know, as far as getting over the sound of your voice. Yeah. Um, for sure. And at some point anyway, like the more you record, the more you kind of get used to it. 
and the more you kind of learn to control your voice to produce certain sounds that you want. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. How, how have you been, like, trying to... Have you been trying to implement anything that, to help yourself get over your voice, Aaron? I, I do. I do a lot of double tracking as well. Oh, like, really? Like <laughs> John Lennon would say, because... I don't necessarily like my voice by itself, but when I try to record harmonies and oh yeah, I'm trying to get an idea, then it kind of makes listening to my voice more palatable, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm not I'm not just listening to my voice; I'm listening to the ideas behind the harmonies, and mm. I'm, and I'm I'm trying to decide whether it's a good harmony or not and not necessarily whether i like the sound of my voice or not so my <laughs> my focus changes then to mm. is this a good melody and or yep. is this a good harmony and if it's not how can i make it better so it's kind of like a strength in numbers kind of thing like the more yeah. the more voices, <laughs> more and voices backing you hear. tracks i have yeah the, hap- the happier i actually feel with right. my voice because it's yeah because i know that taken by itself it it just personally my voice it sounds weird when i hear it by itself but when i combine it with with copies of myself Mm -hmm. i actually start enjoying it because it's yeah it's it's it feels fuller i would say and right it's something that i that i employ often as well when i'm recording with other people i have another friend that and I have another friend, and he's not the greatest singer, but he has a lot of good ideas. And when I record him just singing his idea by itself, it doesn't sound very good. But when I get him to to overdub his voices and create harmonies, that's when I feel the real creative intent behind the idea really comes out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. having having multiple voices, to me personally, augments the idea and augments his voice in a way that a single voice can't really do in a sense because mm-hmm. yeah because you ask yeah you ask Mariah Carey or Ariana Grande to sing <laughs> to sing a song with a single voice yeah they can do it and they and they, they and they will sound great but not every one of us has the vocal reach as Mariah Carey or Ariana Grande so we have to be creative when it comes to arranging our voices and I find working around harmonies or double tracking is is a good way to go about it Mm -hmm. and knowing that people like John Lennon or Roger Waters Mm -hmm. or even David Bowie Knowing how they yep. struggled with accepting their voice is mm-hmm. reassuring that in the sense that if you know that these great and prolific people mm-hmm. also struggled with accepting their voice, yep. you can go, if they manage to create art despite them struggling with their voice, then I can too. Yeah. And, it, and it's, not to mention as well, I mean, with like, say Ariana Grande and stuff like that some also note I mean some of those singers have 
<laughs> auto tune. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I I wouldn't trust the. I mean, even record like you know pop artists. Like I wouldn't. You know, sometimes it's like uh, they might have auto tune on there. So yeah, also yeah, like keep yeah. that keep that in mind if you're listening to like certain artists as well. Like they might be using auto tune. So. At least a lot of yeah. pop artists. I don't know. I mean, even like I don't know. Not every artist does that, but at least in the pop world, for sure. Like there's yeah, definitely, yeah. There's definitely a lot of artists that use auto tune. Yeah, for and sure. I, and I find that the more I listen to myself singing or talking, it's it, I become more aware of the subtleties and intricacies yeah. of, of of voice and of singing. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. can I can tell whether it's whether someone is singing slightly off pitch because mm-hmm. yeah it's not the perfect note but it adds a certain amount of character and emotion yep. to the song in a good For way sure. actually and yeah. and I do appreciate it because it's it's natural like it's it's it may not be a perfect pitch but mm-hmm. I would say the purpose of of recording that this is my own opinion really is the purpose of a, of a recording is not is not necessarily to get a perfect snapshot of your art form in itself necessarily it's it's to get it's to get a snapshot definitely and it's it's because you have the time you can make it as perfect as possible but you we also realize that in the end it's still a snapshot and there yep. they are they are artists musicians that i know that when i listen to their recording i find that the recording isn't as enjoyable as listening to them perform live for me mm, which interesting. is a completely it's a completely different vibe when you're yeah. surrounded by an audience and surrounded and you can feel their energy and the vibe is different and you have a band backing you up and it just mm-hmm. changed the nature of of the singing at least for me when when i'm singing yeah. by myself and with nothing else it's it's completely different to when i'm playing an instrument and singing i feel mm-hmm. that i get a lot more emotional when i'm playing an instrument and singing so yeah not I'm not sure about you Josh but i think it yeah it's it's a combination of whether you're playing an instrument and singing or even if you're standing up or sitting down when yeah, you're singing I would, or talking. I, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, for me, when I'm singing and playing, I think, yeah, like, in terms of performing live, that's definitely my ideal thing. Like, I have, like, performed just singing, and that's definitely... that that, that I feel like that's a whole other podcast in of itself. Maybe we'll talk about that at some yeah. point. But um, I've had... I've experienced that where I, where I've sang like the national anthem before and it's yeah. me without a guitar and it is the weirdest feeling in the world because everyone's looking at you and it's the national anthem. It's like, yeah. of all things to sing, <laughs> it's the national yeah, anthem. Yeah, so yeah. so I, I've, I, I definitely, my ideal preference is guitar and singing because I think, yeah, I think for me, that's like my ideal, as far as playing live anyway, I feel like that's, I feel like I'm the most expressive live when I can do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, when I'm recording, usually I'll just record my voice. Like I'll just like obviously just if I'm recording vocals, then I'll just sing. I won't play guitar just purely so then I can really focus on my voice and really focus on trying to get the best performance out of myself. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Because for me, again, I'm. I I think a lot of times for me anyway, I tend to be pretty critical about like <laughs> like the way people sing sometimes. But I think it's also I think it's it's part of because the fact that it comes in hand in hand with the fact that I too am very critical of the way I sound as well. Yeah, yeah. And so like a lot of times. You know, I, I'm very critical about my own voice, and so I really try to like record the best I can. So I'll I'll do takes after take after take to try to get yeah the best recording I can of my vocals. Because for me anyway, I um I kind of again I see it as practice first of all. Like I see it as a way to really try to train my voice to you know get to where I want to go vocally, and then yep. as well again like um you know you want to. You know, especially when you're making, when you're recording a song and you're gonna share it with the world, it's like, well, why not try to make something that you know will make, you know, people like it, or at least yep. like trying to make it to then make make it worth people's while, you know, in some yeah. weird way. So yeah. for me, uh, I I definitely spend, I'll definitely spend time, and, and sometimes as well, like I mean, um, as vocalists as well. You know, vocalists are kind of an interesting thing because our body is the instrument, you know? And so yep. it's not like a guitar string where you can just tune it right and then, you know, it's all well and good. A lot of times, you know, a singer's voice um, changes from day to day, you know? Someday yeah. you might be, like, at the top of your game, then other days you might you might not feel as uh, might not feel as hot, you know, this time yeah. around, you know? And, and that happens. And that's very common for a lot of singers where... Um, sometimes certain days you have off days, um, but I guess the idea is that you want to try to, I guess, minimize those off days as you can, yep. for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for sure. That's true. For sure. And yeah, we we can do lots of takes to record the best take of our voice. And yep. Yeah, I just want to come back to that whole thing about auto tune, and in, in in the sense that. Yeah, I, I would I would caution all of you listeners out there to as much as possible try not to use autotune mm-hmm. because what autotune does is that makes it, you lazy. It, it's yeah, I mean it it ensures that your voice stays in tune, but I feel that something is lost when you try to perfect your voice using Autotune, because yeah. there, there's there's one thing to be said about doing multiple takes and and gradually achieving that kind of perfection you want with the articulation and the expression and the melody of your voice through multiple takes versus recording something that's that's okay and then slapping autotune on it. Like yeah. I think I think there's something to be said about that and it's it's not yeah i mean in that sense that that would be a lazy approach to making art yeah and but also i, w- I would i would say that there's there's something that's lost in that you don't get yourself sounding the way you actually sound like it sounds mm-hmm. it sounds very synthesized in in the robotic because yeah because I was listening. Well, I was trying to listen to, uh, for example, say "Cinerita" by um, Shawn Mendes and um, and what's that lady's name? I forget. Uh, Camila, 
Camila Cabello, and they're both they're both great singers. But yeah. when I hear that track, it's it's so obviously auto-tune. Yeah. In the, in the sense that it's it's very monotonous and yeah. it's it's in perfect pitch all the time. That yeah yeah to me personally like. Uh, I guess a million, a million other people who listen to this song will, won't won't really care. But for mes- for myself, when I hear it, all, all I hear is autotune. I, I don't, yeah. I don't hear the melody. I don't hear the words. I just hear autotune. <laughs> and to me, yeah. that is where autotune can be a big distraction when when recording. And I'm sure Shawn Mendes and Camille Cam- Cabello. They don't have the slightest bit of insecurity about their voice, mm-hmm. and they have no. I don't know. I'm I'm not speaking on behalf of them, but they yeah. are definitely very accomplished singers. But yeah, to have someone slap auto tune on their voice, I think just takes away the whole authenticity or the whole naturalness of them just showing showing their vocal chops. So yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Th- there's a million ways to address getting over your voice. Yeah, auto tune is not. One not of them, so auto tune is not one of them. Maybe we should actually talk about auto tune in another episode. I feel like we can really dive into that one. For I guess sure. we can. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's right, but so. yeah, I think definitely um, that's a good point. Auto tune for sure is definitely uh, definitely not the solution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, I think, wow, we, I think we've, I think that's, wow, I think we've gone over 30 minutes, I think, actually. Okay. <laughs> that's great. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, that was, uh, oh, that's good. I think we covered a lot of ground as far as getting over your voice. I think hopefully we gave you, hopefully there was a number of, you guys got something out of that. At least I feel like yeah. um, it's been, that's definitely something uh, for sure that I think a lot of you guys that are singers, um, I yeah again hopefully this will hopefully resonate with you at least um and hopefully yeah like it'll give you some hopefully you get something out of it because yeah it's definitely something that at some point you will have to get over at some point or at least yeah it's either now or le- or later in life so it's one of those things where uh, it's not a bad thing to get over now but it comes of time for sure that's right all right um but so yeah definitely lots of food for thought for you guys out there definitely yeah um so but yeah that was uh anyways that was the so yeah this is the uh creative convoys podcast um but yeah stay tuned for more episodes um follow us on spotify apple music all those other platforms wherever you listen to your podcast and uh yeah we'll see you guys or you guys will hear us in uh an in the next episode. So uh, yeah, catch you guys later. Stay safe, guys. Take care.